0: I think that most writers are now coming around to the point of view where they're thinking, well, it's not going to replace me. How can I use it in the writing process to come up with with better copy or to come up with copy in a much more efficient way?
1: Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer podcast. I'm here today with Ralph Graydon. Ralph, welcome to the pod. Thanks, James. Nice to, nice to be here with you. Looking forward to it. Ralph and I, have um, we've known each other for, for a long time now. So Ralph is the founder and owner of Antelope Media. Antelope Media is a Sydney-based content and copywriting agency. So over the years, Ralph, you guys have worked with clients like Macquarie Bank, University of Sydney, realestate.com.au, NIB, New South Wales government, and lots of other clients, and I know you've also worked oh, with. Well, when you put it like that. <laughs> you, you, you do good work. That's, that's why. But the topic we're going to talk about today, and it's one I'm really really interested in, because I know so many of the listeners are interested in the topic, is how to use AI when copywriting. Yeah. So I think like from the get go, what are you seeing out there? You're a copywriter. You've got lots of experience in the space for many years. Yeah. ChatGPT kicks off back end of last year. We suddenly are all playing with it. Is this the demise of copy? Is it the demise of copywriting? Like we're
0: in kind of almost 12 months in now. Like what, what are you seeing? Yeah, that's right, James. Thanks. Um, well, when it first came out, there was a stack of interest in it. And I think most people with kind of any degree of curiosity or curiousness jumped on and started playing around with it themselves. The results were often quite poor. I think when people said, hey, chat GPT, write me a log about this or write me a poem about something it tended to produce, you know, quite flowery, bad prose. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, And so a lot of people, I think, wrote it off immediately, straight off the bat, just said, oh, this could never replace the copywriters. Look at the crap it's turning out. The words are poorly written. It doesn't have a human touch. It, It can't possibly convey what a human writer could. As it's gone on, though, I think people who thought that way, you know, there's still a lot of them out there. But a lot of people have started to come around because the reality is if you're prepared to put in a bit of effort at your end, use the right prompts and get ChatGPT thinking and working pretty well, it doesn't really think, but you know, um, (laughs) if you give it the right prompts and push it down the right path, you can get quite good results out of it. Having said that, you really, to get those results, have to follow the traditional writing process anyway. I guess that's a roundabout way of saying that I don't think it's going to replace us writers just yet, but it is a useful tool. And there are ways that you can use it, whether you're a writer or a non-writer to produce quite good work. What's the sentiment in the community? Because obviously it
1: could be perceived as a massive threat. You look at the kind of Hollywood yep. writer's strike and a big part of that was all to do with the use of using AI and people and writers not wanting that used. Are there segments of the kind of content and copywriting community industry who are just going absolutely not we're not using it or you know is everyone kind of jumping on board and adopting it and sharing tips and tricks like what's the what's the kind of industry feeling
0: i would say that there's a range of points of view you know on one extreme you've got the people who are still saying that it couldn't replace us i mean i you see on linkedin people who are writing property descriptions saying oh you know i asked chat gpt to write a description of this this house and look what it came up with isn't it dreadful it could never replace you know, a human because yeah. it can't think the way a human does. And and to some extent they're true, it can't think the way a human does, but it can be taught to to recognize the patterns and and the words to use to mimic, I guess, what a human does. I'm saying this because it was particularly a property copywriter who said that AI could be trained quite easily to recognize a photo, see these things, be shown the plan of a house and come up with a reasonable property description. Yeah. For more complex writing tasks, it's more difficult. But again, it, it still has a role. And I think that most writers are now coming around to the point of view where they're thinking, well, it's not gonna replace me. How can I use it in the writing process to come up with, with better copy or to come up with copy in a much more efficient way? And that's what I'm keen to get into. Like how are you
1: and your team using it? And curious to kind of actually discuss this together. Yep. Are you finding it that it is literally just saving you time so therefore you can do work cheaper or you can do more work for a client for the same rate or are you finding that it's simply that, that you're using it more from like doing better quality work we're a year in like what's the you know lifting the hood behind the scenes of a content yeah, agency yeah, yeah. like yeah. How's, how's it actually working for you
0: look both i would say one of the real benefits is in that ideas phase of writing so there are months where, I mean, one of the things that we do a lot of is writing um, thought leadership and writing articles and blogs, you know, ghost writing and, and sending them out in different people's names. Now, coming up with different topics for that can be a challenge. I mean, on, in some months, we have to come up with 100 different blog topics. Yeah, Coming up with fresh, original ideas is hard. <laughs> At GPT, there are a few prompts you can give it and you can play around with it and start heading off into directions, I guess, quite easily, which you, you wouldn't have considered yourself. Yeah. So you can use it to bounce ideas off and to, to go into different directions. And even though what it gives you might not be perfect, there's often a seed there which you can then turn into a good idea yeah. and that type of thing. So, so I guess that's one of the most important ways we're using it. Another way is that if we are writing, say, a blog or a website or something, you might say to ChatGPT, can you structure this work so that it hits all of the points in a logical order? So we use it in that phase as well. You can get it, I mean, I'm less inclined often to get it to write out a first draft, but you know that's something it does very well. And that's one way I'd recommend that people use it if they're not professional writers is to get it to bang out a first draft because it does it very quickly. It could knock out 20 first drafts in the time that it would take you to do one. So then you've got all of that work before, you can pick and choose what you wanna use and you can you can build on it. So when you say you don't use it as a first
1: draft, like what what are you using it for? You're using it before that?
0: and then still... uh, yeah so the, the ideas phase the structure phase look sometimes I might say look how would you express this idea in a way that is in active voice or, or that type of thing or that connects with a particular audience but I, I tend to still do the first draft myself but I mean you can use chat GPT or or any other AI to do that as well and then the other thing it's very good at is editing so you might put your work into it how can I improve this what key points have I missed where are the weaknesses in in my writing, or is there anything that I would consider that I haven't considered? And it can tell you that and correct your work quite easily. So you know there are there are ways that can help you all the way through the writing process, and we use them. and I think it's helped cut down on time. And if you piece it all together, even if it's just saving you half an hour in what might normally be a five hour article, if you add that up over time, I mean that's a considerable cost saving. It's
1: so funny a bit of a leading question because I kind of have our perspective within the agency and it's so similar. I was talking to a client last week and they were very much like, we need to massively scale our content output and essentially saying we should be able to do it largely in ChatGPT or BART and essentially scale it massively with no real increase in price. And I was making a, I had a chat to our team around it. And like that's our feeling as well is that it's about a 10%, maybe a 15% yep. efficiency in terms of speeding things up. Which is true, and like so, like as you said, brilliant in that kind of ideation. Just where it's sometimes yeah. you can get so stuck, and it is so hard to create to come up with new ideas. So good for elements of research and pulling things in, and then that yeah. edit, that editing bit, which isn't necessarily like a good piece of content should be edited regardless. But probably we're viewing it more as a it's just helping to create a better finished product. So it's yep. slightly more efficient in terms of the resourcing that it takes, but the actual output is also better. So I think like. If you're coming into it at this point thinking we can crank out two three times the amount of content with the same level of resourcing i think you're probably going to find you're pumping out content that is for content's sake and to kind of potentially spam google or build out your website artificially rather than actually trying to create great content that resonates with with a human
0: yeah no absolutely and that, and that's the thing isn't it you still want to produce i mean it's a great tool to have But you've still got to use it wisely haven't you you've still got to be focused on is this content going to deliver any value is it is it doing what i intended to do what's the point of it there's no point just sitting there and saying hey chat gpt write me 20 blog articles on these 20 different ideas and getting it to churn them out because you will end up with with bad work
1: (laughs) yeah that's it and we kind of one of my kind of immediate thoughts when playing around with it back end of last year early early this year was very much that from the outside looking in, it's kind of saying, well, wow, now everyone can create these huge websites with lots and lots of content. Yep. Does that kind of make SEO redundant? And I kind of feel that if anything, it just doubles down on what Google's been saying for years, which is create great content that users actually want to engage with and solve their problems because it's so easy now. The barrier from nothing to average is gone. We can all pump a 3,000-word yep. you know, piece on digital yep. marketing in 2023 or how to use ChatGPT to write... Copy for your website. You we can pump that article out within yeah. fifteen minutes, obviously. Um, yeah. But it's just going to be really average. So it's kind That's of right. it's now helped us to get to average, but then to get to genuinely useful and great.
0: Yeah. And still- the more average content there is out there, and there is increasingly, I mean, there was already a lot of of pretty average content. Now with AI, there's even more. the The more quality content is going to stand out, I guess.
1: Yeah. I want to. Um. I, was, I wanted to. I was going to talk about this later, but I think just for the listeners, it'd be interesting those hero pieces of content that have got so much traction recently on LinkedIn, it is a topic of such interest and the, the pieces you run with, which are awesome. Just talk to the, the, I guess the subject. And... So the ones that I've. Yeah, yeah, out... totally. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I guess when chat GPT was quite new, so this was January, February this year, when I was a copywriter, I wrote a, a novel and I thought, you know, it's been a decade since that came out. What if I just see if chat GPT can write it, the next one for me wouldn't that be great if it took all the pain and effort because trust me writing a novel isn't fun it's a lot of hard work and I thought wow here might be a real way to save time and effort and get that second book out there so I started playing around with ChatGPT and I asked it to come up with ideas for the novel to to write something for me and to see how it went I guess it was ChatGPT3 in, in those days. So ChatGPT4 is better. It does keep improving because each one is, is retrained, each version of it. But it really gave me, in the first instance, really quite, a, it was a terrible story. Yeah, I, I set about trying to correct it and to, to teach it how to write and to, to give me something that was better. In the end, and it's a whole long article that gets to this point, but in the end, it does actually produce, I got it to produce something that was quite decent, although it took quite a while to get there.
1: And we're talking before recording. That that article reached how many people on LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, so over twenty thousand on LinkedIn. Yeah. So it, it it really took off. I think because at that point in time, the way a lot of people were thinking about ChatGPT, hey, wow, will novelists be made redundant? Will all of these artists be made redundant? And so it kind of showed my struggles trying to use it to write that second novel. And so I think that's why it kind of hit a nerve, or was was people were interested in it. Yeah.
1: The interesting thing about you is that. I presume a lot of people in your industry that are copywriters have probably have been quite defensive about ChatGPT and Bard, and well, look at all the things it can't do. And I think you've been so yeah. forward-looking as to I oh, will look at the things it can do and the things it can't do objectively and see which you know yeah. where where I want it to help me
0: and where I'll keep doing what I have been doing. Well, I think AI is definitely kind of here to stay, isn't it? Yeah. I mean that that's that's the thing. Even if it doesn't stay in its current guise and and changes, it's it's definitely definitely going to be here to stay and it will impact anyone who works in any industry with their with their mind. I think you have to rather than kind of, you know, saying oh well it can't replace me and sticking to your old ways, yeah you, you really do have to look for ways to see how it can help you and how you can incorporate it into the way you're working. Really
1: good segue there. So in terms of how to actually
0: get ChatGPT
1: or Bard to output helpful useful content, what are some yeah. pra-
0: practical ways of doing it? Okay. So Obviously, the questions you ask it are everything. But having said that, I mean, if you look at, and maybe I'm guilty of this as well, if you look at some of the articles out there, they'll tell you, oh, here are five prompts that will make ChatGPT do anything that you want it to. But the reality is, even when you ask it a question, you have to keep asking it further questions. You have to keep asking it why and keep refining what it does and building up to the point where you have something that you're halfway happy with. So a lot of people, I guess, see ChatGPT or see the world in black and white and they ask it a question and then they'll just say, oh, well, it didn't give me what I wanted or I'll just use it. AI at the moment is operating in shades of grey. You have to be prepared to take bits of it you like and bits you don't and then just keep following up and refining and asking different questions to, to get what you want, a different prompt. You might say, look, I'm writing a blog article on these keywords. If you've done some SEO research or something, you might have you know, business investments. And you might say, generate me five ideas based on those three keywords and bang, it will come up with five ideas. On those five ideas, though, you might then say, well, I like elements of this one and that one and this one here. Combine those together and give me another five ideas. And you have to keep playing around with it and playing around with it, asking it more questions and following up. And when you do, you eventually will end up with something that is halfway decent or that you can at least work with yeah so that's that's probably the key to it is to keep an open mind really keep an open mind keep playing around keep asking questions don't see anything as set in stone you're not going to break anything by asking it the wrong question ever you can always go back and re-ask it another question so be prepared to experiment and play around with. yeah
1: i reckon it'd be good i think we should use some of the structure on the how to get ChatGPT to write like you i think that'd be good yeah. to go in that direction because i think that's like the feed you your writing give it a style
0: guide yeah, yeah, that, that's right. So left to its own devices, ChatGPT will give you that kind of flowery prose that it's known for, where yeah. it will overwrite and, and give you bad stuff. But one way you can get around that is to, to give it your own style guide. I mean, any kind of business or most major businesses will have their own style guide, which kind of defines what their brand voice is, how they communicate to other people. You can do exactly the same thing with it. Give it your own style guide, whether for that's you as a person and how I want to write, or how your your brand writes so that it uses the words, the phrases, everything that you'll use. How do you practically do that? Like if are you
1: feeding it emails that you've written or blogs that you've written, or do you have just a, a template document? So when you, you fire ChatGPT Bart up in the morning, you kind of go, I'm Ralph, this
0: is my style guide, now go yeah. like, yeah. One is to feed it your past writing. You could put in old emails. If you wanted it to imitate the way that you write for emails, put in old emails and tell it to to imitate them. See if it can pick up similarities in the way you write between those emails are and ask it to to imitate them when it writes. Could do the same with articles. I've posted in my old articles and said, look, tell me, ChatGPT, how do I write? What are the the commonalities between my articles in the way I phrase things and stuff? Now write me this based on those. So that's one way that you can do it. And the other way is to, to give it a style guide. So you might tell it, look, write in sentences of between eight and 14 words long. Use the active voice. Use second person. So refer to people as you when you're writing in the same way that a copywriter would have or or whatever. Mm. And Then you have the option to plug that now in ChatGPT anyway into something called custom instructions. If you look on the bottom left of ChatGPT and click those three dots, it will say custom instructions. And it will ask you there if you want it to remember things that apply to all of your different chats with it that's where i put the style guide i have a have one for our business which i put into there and i say look when you write this is how you have to write
1: and we're we're recording this back end of 2023 earlier on this year we had the issue of memory where it could only remember back a certain yep. kind of distance so essentially we're locking that in
0: these are yep. some parameters which just always do it um yep. and then that's right so it will remember across conversations you basically tell it who you are who your audience is Anything else that's, you know, I guess pertinent to the way you want to write. And then you can also give it instructions on how you want it to write. And then it will remember that now across all of your conversations. So every time you open a new window, it used to be you're right that at the moment you open a new window, it forgot everything, which was both good and bad. Now it can remember certain things across all conversations. So that's where to put your style guide in those custom instructions so that it does remember it and you don't have to go back every time and change it. Having said that, you know, you might want to write in different ways for different audiences. So you might still find that when you open a new chat, you have to go in and tell it, look, forget those instructions or modify them in some way. And then, you know.
1: Okay. And then we've talked a lot about, we're saying ChatGPT, Bart here. I think we've talked probably more about ChatGPT. Are they the two places you're working? And it'd be good to hear like, what are the differences between the two and any other platforms
0: you're playing with? So look, ChatGPT is what I use uh, most of the time. I find it's the most creative platform in terms of the answers it gives you. And it sounds the most human-like. Well, there are two other big ones, I guess. There's (laughs) Llama, Meta Llama and Google Bard. And the three of them are all rivals. But ChatGPT, I guess, is trained differently from Google Bard, which is um, the one that most other people probably have experience with. ChatGPT actually has people sitting down and fine-tuning it or going through and saying, giving it a prompt and then saying, look, this is the best prompt or this is how you make that prompt sound more human or whatever whereas google bard is more unstructured chat gpt sounds more human like i guess when it gives you responses yeah okay so that's what i use so they're the the large language models that that when people talk about ai or generative ai they're normally talking about those the large language models having said that there's a few other kind of writing platforms that sit over the top of them things like jasper ai copy ai and these are marketing specific programs i guess that sit on the top of it use the power of chat gpt or chat gpt3 i think they're both based on maybe jasper's now chat gpt4 and then you can generate different documents it gives you templates and so on so that you can generate different marketing documents using the power of that but i guess it's much more structured yeah than, than chat gpt is and then what are you finding
1: we've talked a bit about blog and other kind of long-form digital content what are the types of outputs or areas where you find generative ai helping you a lot and conversely yeah. are there certain types of copywriting where you kind of go yeah like as much as i'm a believer in it i'm struggling to
0: whatever it might be right writing an outdoor yeah, ad yeah. or something like that anything that involves like structure that's where you're, you're going to find that it can really work wonders so blog writing website writing even brochure writing some of those are um, massive content projects i think that's where ai is really going to take off you think about you know putting together an annual report for a big organization or or writing a 200-page website. Look, we've been involved in projects, both of us, where you're writing, say, a government website that is 200 pages long, and you think of the time and effort that goes into building those 200. Pages. I think
1: I think we might specifically have been involved in that project together. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I think you're giving something
0: away there, Ralph, to the, uh, to the listeners. And then, um, and you think then of how much time and effort you know AI could could potentially save you. And what you're seeing out there now in in ai as well is that a lot of organizations are taking these large language models the chat gpt's or the google Bards, and creating their own version of it essentially where they feed it their documents and they train them on their information so that they could potentially come and produce these annual reports in in virtually no time at all they could say look you know we're putting together an annual report we want it to take into account x y and z and bang it just pulls out all of that information it knows how to write and so on so that's where it's I guess, really, really going to take off is in that form of writing. Yeah, Where it has less application, I guess, you're right, is in the conceptual type copywriting, the creativity that I guess a, a human has. And, and it can, to some extent, replicate, but it's never going to replicate it as well. I think when you're a, a copywriter, part of your skill is being able to draw on past experiences that you've had, all of these different things, and putting them together into to a headline yeah. or, or whatever it is like that, or or knowing how someone is going to think because you've experienced the same things as as they have, and I guess ChatGPT or Google Bard or any of the AI at the moment can't can't replicate that fully.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I had um Julian Cole on the pod recently, and he runs the Strategy Finishing School and has done a lot of work in Manhattan and Big Ad Land and whatever else. And yeah. he's kind of been quite polarizing, I think, in that community because he has. He's not suggesting it's a panacea or anything like that, but he's definitely using generative AI in that very conceptual kind of space. And he feels his framework doesn't necessarily solve everything, but it does help to probably more on the ideation side, helps to pull things out that otherwise might, as you probably um, have kind of touched on, there's a lot of garbage and a lot of junk that comes out, but it's about kind of isolating some of those
0: awesome ideas and then taking them and, and kind of building upon them. It's just another way, I guess, to help you arrive at, you know, different ideas or different opinions or, or angles uh, or different ways of writing much quicker than you would do just on your own, you know, off sitting in a cafe thinking about yeah. things, I guess. That's it. What, um, what are the mistakes you're seeing that people are making out there? I think that all or nothing approach to ChatGPT or Google Bard or AI or generally is, is the biggest mistake. Putting in just saying, you know, ChatGPT, write me a blog. Oh, no, that's terrible. I'm not going to use it, you know, I won't waste my time with it. And then conversely, the people who say, who say ChatGPT, write me a blog, oh, this is fantastic. I don't need writers anymore. I'm just going to whack this up. And yeah. and if you look at YouTube, I mean, it's full of people doing that kind of thing, right? Hey, ChatGPT, write me a 200-chapter book and boom, it spits something out and here we go. Isn't that fantastic? Well, no, it's, it's actually pretty dreadful and it's just kind of adding to the noise rather than helping anyone or anything. And then any other fundamental mistakes you're seeing with people's adoption, I guess, of generative AI? Yeah, yeah. So when, it, when you're using it to write, you still have to very much go through the writing process itself. And so it, I guess it's the people who who don't do that, who often end up with quite bad work
1: from it. Can you elaborate what the writing process is? Like what are those fundamental
0: phases yeah, sure. or stages for, for us lay people? Sure. So I guess the writing process. So if you ask a copywriter or journalist or someone to write something they're not generally going to sit down there and just bang out the words from start to finish um, if they do that will probably end up with quite bad work you know what they do is they normally kind of step out their writing into four different stages and the first stage is that ideation process you know what what am I going to write about here what are the angles what's interesting what's my audience going to be interested in yeah. so that's the first phase after that you need to then take that topic and then work out well what am I going to say about it and you have to actually structure your work then uh, once you've kind of nailed that down, and that's kind of what we all did at high school, you know, you probably had to write essays for English or history or whatever subject, and your teacher would say, look, put some notes in the margin, you know, what are the three most important points here? Now structure them, what's the most important? What's the least important? That's what most people do when they're at school or university, and then when they get out into their working life, they forget about writing Mm -hmm. like that. But professional writers will generally still do that. They'll sit there and they'll say, all right, these are the points I want to cover. So if I'm putting together a blog, for instance, I'll have headlines on the page, right? These are the five points that take me to the end part of what I'm writing. And they're the things I'll have to cover off to provide a full blog. So that's the second stage. The third stage is actually writing it out yourself. And as I said, ChatGPT can produce a first draft in no time at all. Yeah. But there's this famous Hemingway quote at the same time that the first draft of anything is shit. So if you you ask it just to bang those words out, they're still not going to be very... Is that
1: literally the extent of the quote? The first, draft anything is, anything yeah. <laughs> the first draft
0: of anything is shit. draft of anything is shit. He's right as well. It is. The whole essence of writing is often rewriting. That's another quote too. The whole essence of writing is rewriting. When I wrote my first book, for instance, I I think I went through 27 different drafts before I was happy with yeah, it. And right. a lot of people still said it wasn't great. So yeah. you know. <laughs> um, So you can get that first draft out pretty quickly, and then you can actually use it in the editing phase as well. So you can get ChatGPT to edit its own work or your work and ask it to go through, am I saying what I really want to say? How can I say this better? And all that type of thing. You've got to use it differently in each one of those different stages. At the moment, you can't just say, ChatGPT, write me something about this and bang, it comes out at the end. But if you step it through each one of those phases on the writing of the writing process, you should yeah. end up with something reasonably good at the end of it.
1: Some really good practical takeaways, Ralph. In terms of um, we we're talking before we started recording, just in terms of how like what you're now doing with clients. So Ralph is Antelope Media, and we'll have details when we publish the pod as to how to reach out to you. But the types yeah, of, of
0: services you're now offering to clients as a kind of as a, as, yeah. a, as a change here. Yeah, sure. So we found that as I started writing about. Chat GPT or my experiences writing with ChatGPT and, and giving practical kind of examples on how to use it, that there was a real appetite for training in, in writing with AI. And so one of the services we started offering was, you know, how to write with AI. And we've been putting on seminars and webinars about it, which have been hugely popular. I put one on recently for lawyers and had 150 people wow. paying to turn up. Wow. And actually, just prior to that, I'd done another one for lawyers and this was for U.S. based lawyers, and we had three hundred people coming. Wow, that's excellent! So, yeah, yeah, it surprised me by just how popular you know it has been. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a, another seminar now, specifically aimed at how to write with AI for marketing. So that's I've got one coming up in November. I'm allowed to say that. Oh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, absolutely. We've just got to get this published now before November.
1: No, no, no pressure, Kayleigh. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's that's one thing that we've been doing. Look, on top of that, we've been trying to incorporate it or to look for areas where we can incorporate it into our writing to um, speed things up without sacrificing quality or to even improve quality in some instances, that ideation phase where you've got to come up with topics. And that can really take a long time. And it's not something that clients necessarily always see value in either. Yeah. I mean, when a client pays you as a copywriter, they want to see words, don't they? They don't want to necessarily pay you for all of the ideas that you're coming up with and so on. Yeah. If you can use ChatGPT in that phase to kind of you know speed up the process so that you can get into the paid stuff more quickly, it's a godsend. And so that's one of the ways we've been doing it. We've also been using it, as I mentioned, for quality control. So at the end of writing something, even the best editor will make mistakes mm. at times. I mean, you only have to look at the newspapers and so on at the moment. And, you know, you'll, you'll read typos in them and things like that all the time. So you can use ChatGPT to pick those up to make sure you're, you know, there's nothing that clients hate more than typos. Yeah. When it comes across as unprofessional and makes you look as though you don't know what you're writing about. When the reality is that, you know, everyone has typos. Yeah. <laughs> but ChatGPT can find them for you. It can find, you know, inconsistencies in the way you're wording and things like that and do it very quickly so that you're producing a more polished piece of work as well. That's great. So that's really how we're using it at the moment. It's really
1: good. And I think any listener that's interested in this space and some any more practical application of recommend going to, to Ralph's site, antelopemedia.com.au. You've got a newsletter there, and you, like your, your blogs and the content you're creating in the space really, really interesting. Like actual practical how to get it to write a try to blog. I think what was the one you had where you're the, the compare and contrast one recently?
0: Which was um, ChatGPT versus Google Bart. Was that the one? I think there was, was
1: one that? on that. Uh, me versus ChatGPT. Who's the better writer? Yes, that's
0: right where I took it on in a writing contest and it beat me at haiku writing because <laughs> it is actually very good at writing where you can give it very strict parameters like that. When, yeah. With a haiku, it has five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables in the third verse. Then it then it can write very well. Hard for a human so, to. To, to, to
1: kind of outperform <laughs> the cpu yeah definitely recommend anyone sign up to ralph's blog ralph we always finish the pod with uh the, the final question of what's the best piece of career advice that you'd give to a marketer
0: and you can't use Bard or
1: of- chat to answer this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah don't outsource your brain to google Bard <laughs> or ChatGPT. just yet anyway my piece of advice look i came into marketing through a very um circuitous route i guess you would say i actually started my my life as a my working life not my life as a corporate lawyer yeah right and um, went from there into legal publishing and then into ad land where i kind of became a copywriter at different ad agencies and stuff my best piece of career advice is that you don't need to necessarily have one career you can um, move around find what you enjoy Mm. as you go along and and kind of you know pursue that don't feel that you have to be tied down and i guess you know the world has moved on since i I joined the workforce, and a lot more people kind of think that way.
1: I love it. Yeah, totally right. I think a big theme when people get asked that question is to try to find the stuff that you actually love doing, and you know, yeah.
0: you'll, you'll you'll
1: you'll do much better in your professional circumstance if you're actually enjoying. The day to day of what you're up to. So, oh,
0: mate, thanks, thanks so much for coming onto the pod. And, um, Thank you for having us. I should mention there's a book as well. <laughs> there's a book. Talk to me. What's the book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, better, faster, smarter. Um, a guide to writing with ChatGPT as well, which you can find on Amazon and Kobo and and you know different ebook platforms. It's an ebook. What so, uh, what what percentage about. of the book did you write yourself? 100 <laughs> I, ran it, I ran it through chat GPT of course To make sure that it was edited Probably helped with the ideas and stuff But no, it's, it's my work I love it uh, Thanks
1: so much for coming on the pod Thanks for listening to the Smarter Marketer podcast Stay up to date about new episodes On LinkedIn and Instagram By searching for Smarter Marketer podcast you can purchase your own copy of smarter marketer via the amazon website and if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing send me an email L at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website thanks for your time